We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Hi, I'm Gary Roby. I am Victoria Laguna. And we're the hosts of Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. Join us as we argue about whether or not McGonagall would meow at Dumbledore. She wouldn't. As we ponder just how much Harry's fortune is worth. Just $40. As we guess how much mileage one gets out of an Ollivander wand. 100,000 jinxes. As we detail the ins and outs of Hogwarts Castle. He's only a model. Join us Monday through Friday, only from DuelingGenre.com. Mischief Managed. Dueling Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we review and analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 3, one uh, spelunking minute at a time. I'm not coming as in the news. <laughs> of Scott Corelli, spelunking? Really? I guess they're not technically spelunking. Yeah, there's no cat. Ca- what are those things? Casters? Ca- Canisters? What, what are those? Catacombs? Anyway, My- Michael Gorman's here with us. Hey. <laughs> Hey guys, are, thanks for popping things, me into this riveting conversation about Spelunk. What are those things called? The the things that you put the wires through that work as like a little pulley system? What are those Carabiners? called? Carabiners. Carabiners. That's yeah. the word. That's what I'm here yeah. for, guys. All right, <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, there's, no, uh, there's no Carabiners, uh, so they're not Spelunking. I had a couple bullies who used to call me that in middle school. Hey-oh. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, no. Oh, that's rough. Golf putt. <laughs> uh, anyway. So today we're going back to minute 12, uh, which starts with Doc talking about uh, how he spent weeks of planning but didn't even get this far. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they're like maybe 10 yards into the, into the mine. <laughs> yeah. In reference to his attempt to get to the center of the earth and ends with the DeLorean on blocks wrapped in a tight tarp. Yeah. Tight tarp. Tight, 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 tight. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the idea of a 12-year-old doc reading Journey to the Center of the Earth and just being like, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I can do that. (laughs) I'm going to do, do it. This. I'm going to do it. I'm going to dig to the center of the earth. <laughs> I'm going to dig to the center of the earth. Weeks of planning. Yeah. Yeah. What did he do for those weeks? I don't, I don't know how you plan for. Okay. For, first of all, I don't know how you plan as a 12 year old. I don't know how you plan to get to the center of the earth. And I, I don't. But at the same time, I don't think weeks is long enough to plan for something like that. <laughs> yeah. So simultaneously too much and not enough. I don't know. So I know I haven't played the video game. I know Scott has. Mike, have you played the Back to the Future like Telltale game? No. Scott, in the game, do they ever like show a young Doc Brown, like what he was like as a kid? Not at 12. I think he's 16 or 17. Okay. 
when you meet him, uh, or maybe maybe possibly just a smidge older than that. Because I just imagine like tiny Rick and Rick and Morty, but it's like tiny Doc. <laughs> oh, like he looks exactly. No, he's the like same. he's definitely young. I forget exactly how old he is, uh, but he's. It's always hard to tell how old people are in the twenties because like eighteen was like. 35 yeah, but, you were already working in the mines yeah so i have I, I wasn't i'm not i'm not exactly sure but i think he's supposed to be like a teenager or early 20s i think okay cool, cool, cool. um but uh but actually it's funny that you bring up the video game because there's actually a contradiction here because as doc goes on this tirade about jules verne and how reading jules verne's books specifically his first book uh doc's first Jules Verne book, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, made him realize that he had to devote his life to science. But this is actually in direct contradiction with the video game, which is a you know a Bob a Bob Gale joint. He had a hand in writing it, crafting the story. And it's everything. weird that that's how he titled it at the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah, a Bob, a Bob Gale joint. Yeah. Um, in like spray paint font. Yeah. Yeah, but but there but there's a contradiction because in that uh, there's a part in the game where Marty has to convince Doc to go see Frankenstein because that movie is what inspires him to become a scientist. Well, mm. I mean, you know, whenever like you know, if, if you know, I I don't really have like a single movie that made me want to like be a filmmaker. You know, I mean, like, like I, I, it wasn't just Batman. It was like, right. it was like three or four things like in, in, in succession. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I could kind of chalk that up to just him being caught up in a memory, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting that they, they went through, I, I, I guess that, uh, it's interesting that there's that many keystones in your life that if you delete just one of them, everything changes mm-hmm. when they're all sort of related to the same outcome, you yeah. know? Yeah. Mike, um, is there one, is there like a thing in your childhood or like young adulthood, like, you know, cause you're, cause you're an actor, mm-hmm. writer, comedian, performer. Is there like, um, like if your dad hadn't have taken you to this movie or like if you hadn't have been in that school play. Right. Is there something that you think was significant enough that you wouldn't like be where you are right now? I think I mean, I think I'm in your camp. I think it was probably a mix of a ton of different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely like. Not a specific, um, not a specific thing, but like anything like Will Ferrell did. Right. At that uh, when I was coming up and watching him on SNL and then mm-hmm. old school was like, Oh, I want to do that. That looks like fun. Totally. Scott, yeah. do you yeah. have something that like if, if X hadn't have happened, you might not be podcasting right now. Uh, podcasting <laughs> or anything, you know what I mean? Cause it's all kind of in the same pool. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's definitely my, I know my keystone was uh, the pilot episode of Dawson's Creek. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the, that was the thing. Cause I didn't know that you could make movies before that. Mm. Oh, right. you told me this. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know that that was a job you could just have, and that, or that, like, I kind of vaguely knew that people made movies, but I didn't understand that anybody could do it until that mm-hmm. pilot episode of Dawson's Creek. Well, if Dawson, pay, if Dawson can do it, then right, exactly. Yeah. If, that, if that whiny little jagoff can make movies, and... <laughs> right? Why can't I? Yeah. Um, 
He lives in a yeah. creek for heaven's sakes. Right. <laughs> you know what's also, really... I gotta I gotta give it to uh I gotta give it to Bob Gale, who I presume is the is the you know the the main creative force behind these two sequels, because sure. since he is the sole writer. Uh I have to give it to Bob Gale because I am very impressed that he cho- chose Jules Verne over the the obvious counterpart of H.G. Wells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess there's something so romantic about uh, the work of Jules Verne. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, that's what I. That's what I like about it. I like because because you're right. Because I think you know we talked about when we talked about uh, Doc's propensity for certain types of scientists. We talked about Doc being sort of a a populist. Uh, inventor and yeah. liking populist inventors. A, a Spielberg more than a Kubrick. Right. Right. And so he likes Einstein, he likes, you know, Einstein and he likes Edison. He likes Edison more than he likes um uh, David the other Bowie. Guy. David Bowie. What? No, yeah, David Bowie, right. <laughs> uh, uh Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, yeah, Tesla. He likes Edison more than he likes Tesla. And so it makes sense that he would like the less scientific of the two. Because like H.G. Wells, while he is a science uh, science fiction author, he kind of leaned more toward the science, I feel like, whereas Jules Verne is more of like a science fantasy. Like adventure. Adventure author. And so like, yeah, I, I like that juxtaposition. I like that they went with Jules Verne because, uh, you know, he's a dreamer. And... H.G. Wells is less so, you know? Right. Like, H.G. Wells always seems like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we invented this thing? Spoilers, it's not cool, you guys. It's not cool at all. Like, that's what all of his stories are about how not cool science is. <laughs> Whereas Jules Verne is like, isn't this amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it also, makes sense to me. I like Spoiler alert, and just to pull back the curtain a second, it probably wouldn't have been good later if his kids were named H.G. and Wells. Right. This is my son, H.G. This is H.G. and Wells. It doesn't really work as well. This is my my son, H., my son, G., and my daughter, Wells. (laughs) Yeah, that threw away for kids. H.G. and Wells. Yeah. Um, So that that makes me think of, like, DuckTales, and I'm kind of into that. Oh, Uh, that'd be cool. Like, two, like two, two brothers and a sister? Right. This is my daughter, Webby. Webby. <laughs> Webby. Um, uh, so it's funny. We, we were talking about uh, Jules Verne kind of being the, you know, the spirit of adventure and whatnot. Um, his first published novel in 1863 was called Five Weeks in a Balloon. <laughs> which sounds like... Most- really, I mean, Five Weeks in a Balloon. I mean, that's that's essentially... The prequel to Around the World in 80 Days, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. Five Weeks in a Balloon sounds like the Duplass Brothers version of Around the World in 80 Days. Right. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, he went on to write Around the World in 80 Days. but it's, Oh, yeah, yeah. In 1872. Right. So it's it's just funny. Just <laughs> eight weeks in a balloon. And then he's just like... You know, it's sort of like Mad Max, and then he was like, he was like, I, I should write the Road Warrior. Because <laughs> you write, you watch Mad Max, and you're like, this is a weird movie. I don't know why anyone likes this. Really, mm-hmm. like it's it's super weird and not what you think of when you think of Mad Max. Yeah, it's like a cop movie, weirdly. 
Yeah. Right, right, right. And and so then they make Road Warrior, and you're like, oh, 10 years have passed, and things have gotten crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the world. And now the, these movies are awesome. Uh, uh, and and so like I, I, I it's sort of like that. It's like oh, five weeks in a balloon. It's like really, this is where this started. <laughs> uh, yeah, because eighty eighty days. How many weeks is that? Well, thirty days is a month, right? So, so, so sixty days would be two months. So it's like almost three months. Almost three months. So it's like four, eight. Uh, about nine or ten weeks, ten weeks in a balloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is the sequel. Ten weeks in a balloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, so uh, we talked about yesterday how Marty is very, very determined to keep the train rolling, uh, so to speak, because he he just wants to go home. And Doc is going on this whole tirade about Jules Verne and it, and what inspired him to become a, a scientist. And Marty is just like, hey, look at this thing over here. <laughs> he's just so not listening. Yeah. Uh, probably, presumably, because he's already heard all of this before from his Doc. Oh. And this Doc has never spoken to Marty before, really, like, like at the, in this, to this level. And and so he's telling him telling Marty for the first time, but Marty is hearing it for the the second or third time, you know. Mm. And uh, I just I like how patient Marty is, but he's like not telling Doctor like shut up, but he's <laughs> also not. He's like I, we've got I mean priorities. Like come on, <laughs> look at this thing. Uh, Mike, do you have any like young like nephews or nieces? Um, no, I have I have. Uh, nieces by marriage. Okay. Well, I, they're, uh, they're older. Mean, they're like in high school now. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Oh. So like um, the, the only experience I have with like kids, like young kids or like my two nephews and like, I guess cousins, but um, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of that deal of where you just kind of let them talk themselves into exhaustion. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. Tell me, tell me all, tell me all about every wrestler in the WWE. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. that scene in uh, it's like that scene in Jurassic Park where he's trying to like out walk that kid who's just like following around oh, and telling him all this details yeah. about dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, Alan Grant is just like get away from me, kid. Yeah. Did you um, see that? Uh, did you see that last year? Um, they did like a Twitter account where it was it was like one of those parody Twitters where it was like that character Timmy, but now in 2015, <laughs> and he just has PTSD. Oh my god! So it'd be like, hey, I went to a I went to a Sufjan Stevens concert. It was really good. Sometimes I wake up and I see raptors in my bedroom, and then I realize I'm still dreaming. <laughs> oh wow! And they were just all like that, and that's dark. I just remember that. Uh, so yeah, so Marty spots a boarded up tunnel with ELB written on the boards, and uh. uh Doc points out that that's his initials and that it's just like from Journey to the Center of the Earth. I, I've i never read Journey to the Center of the Earth, and so I wasn't sure what he was talking about, so yeah, I looked either. it up. Oh, and cool. uh, apparently what happens is that they're on a uh, – the the professor and his nephew are like the leads of the novel. They really? Find the, themselves, the professor what? and his nephew? That's kind of yeah. – Right. Oh, yeah. right. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so they arrive on this uh, extinct volcano in Iceland. They're like in a, uh, it's like a crater of an extinct volcano in Iceland. Yeah. And there's an entrance passage that has um, an adventurer that they've been following. Uh, and his initials are AAS. And then once they're inside, it keeps branching off. Like the tunnel keeps branching off into options and every correct option he has written his initials next to so they knew what the correct path was uh to get to the journey to the you know to get to the center of the earth yeah okay cool yeah have you guys ever seen did you guys ever see the brandon Fraser josh hutcherson movie no okay so we have no frame of reference (laughs) nope not at all i wonder if that's in that i wonder if it's in that movie too i don't know isn't the rock in that movie, or is he just in the sequel? The rock's in the sequel yeah. where they go to the mysterious island. Oh, yeah. Isn't it weird that they made a sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth by adapting another one of his books, like his least popular one? <laughs> I think it's probably not not less popular than Five Weeks. Five, in the right, movie. I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. that would, have, that <laughs> would be a weak movie. Yeah, just the rock in a balloon for five weeks. The rock three, five weeks in a balloon. <laughs> the rock just ends up eating Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> we both knew this was coming, boy. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, and and then my favorite moment of this of this minute. Oh, mine happens, too. Happens when uh, they are breaking through the boards, and. There's just loose rocks on the other side, but they've got they've got pickaxes and they're using the pickaxes to pull the boards off. And then Marty runs the just like with all of his strength, takes the pickaxe and picks into the loose rocks and they all just sort of fall. Yeah. Uh, my favorite moment is right before the cut of them breaking the rocks is for some reason, Marty flashes a picture. <laughs> well, he oh, takes a he picture takes a of picture of the right? boards. Yeah, it's just a really random little like, and then they just start cutting. It's like, why? Okay, cool. Thanks, Marty. Yeah, no, there's a there's a be- there's a moment where he's like, they're like picking at the thing, and he just like with he puts his whole body. It's a wide shot, and he puts his whole body into breaking those rocks yeah. with their already broken. <laughs> I hate this. It's just it's just really funny because it's like one of those things where you know he's probably told like, oh yeah, just. Just you know, break break it down. He's like, oh, okay, and so he's like miming breaking down the wall with the pickaxe, and so he's just doing what he's told. But then when you cut to the other shot, they're just sort of pushing the rocks aside. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just like a funny, like weird, like acting thing mm-hmm. uh, that uh, just yeah. It's just it's just I don't know. These movies are filled with moments that on set had to look and feel ridiculous. Oh yeah. But that's kind of the nature of the business, you know? Right. Like what you mean, you know, like we talked about, uh, in the first movie, the, the, the nose tip touch between Marty and, uh, and Strickland. Right. Oh yeah. And it looks great on camera because you're pulled in tight, Mm -hmm. but if you, if you pulled out, just shot yeah. the hallway from like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like 500 yards away this weird old guy is just touching his nose to a young boy <laughs> in a huge hallway <laughs> in a huge hallway yeah. while his girlfriend looks on like what's happening yeah. right now 
Uh, yeah. So, anyway. That's funny. And we, um, get, we get an amazing, like a really cool shot of um, of the uh, the DeLorean. Like, it almost, to me, like if I was shooting, like, it kind of reminds me of a shot you would use in, like, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you were making a trailer of, like, Oh, back to the, the the reboot like cut like a, a shot of the delorean wrapped in like rags looking like really mm-hmm. super old is like a really cool shot yeah. there's always a part of me that once when they look into the broken wall it's just like doc skeleton <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, it, but it still has like the white hair <laughs> no absolutely so it's like uh so it's like when um, uh, Merv from uh, or Marv, Marv from yeah, Home yes. Alone Two when he yes. and he like gets electrocuted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that random cut. Or oh, the bad man. guy in the Last Crusade when he drinks from the wrong cup. Oh, totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, like, oh like I thought the problem totally here, but I guess. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> looks like I chose poorly, Marty. <laughs> Just a letter from R.A.B. Oh man, um, yeah, that's all. Uh, that's all I have. I mean, I don't. I don't know this. The, the this this tarp or whatever. It's so tightly wrapped. Like he meticulously wrapped this DeLorean. Yeah. Well, he's got to preserve it as best he can. Yeah, because like you can see like the pipes and and like everything is very. It's it's like. This cover was sewn from scratch mm-hmm. to fit. <laughs> it's like tailor fit for yeah. the DeLorean. It's a DeLorean mm-hmm. glove. Yeah, it's a DeLorean glove. Um, and the tires look separate from the rest of the car. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. looks kind of like mummified. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it definitely looks like Maybe that's, that's probably the look they were kind of going for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he somehow like sucked all the air out of the space between the tarp and the car. Right, so that, it's like vacuum sealed. Right, right. Yeah, and the, the the tires actually look like they're wrapped in like like paper bags. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, it's like brown paper tarp or something. I don't know. You know, even it's weirder, even weirder than a skeleton would be a mummified dock. Mm-hmm. That would be horrifying. <laughs> but the hair's still sticking out the top. <laughs> Oh God! All right. Well, that's all we got. I think. Great. Twelve. You guys, have anything else? No. Nope. No. All right. Well, we will be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, we—I I don't know if we started. Did we start this during the uh, hiatus or right near the end of last season? We've got a—we've got a Facebook group. It's called uh, Back to the Future. Minute Listener Preservation Society. Uh, Where we preserve all of our listeners. Yeah, we got listeners like posting stuff as they listen and uh, memes and stuff like that. It's fun. We all uh, get together and we talk about Back to the Future and about the show. Uh, So if you're on Facebook, go go join that Facebook group. You can just search for it, Back to the Future Minute, and you'll get, you know, our main page and then uh, probably the Listener Preservation Society. And you just request... To be in it, and uh, we'll add you. We we keep it closed just to keep out the the riffraff. Uh, the riffraff being spam bots right. and porn and riffraff so. from Rocky Horror Picture Show and riffraff, literally riffraff. Um, Rich O'Brien. So, 
So go check that out, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 13. Bye.